Welcome to the Lindsay Holder Podcast. Gain tips on how to run a successful small business, as well as how to keep yourself looking good while you do it. Here are your hosts, Lindsay Holder Reinhardt and Ashley Rinkin. This is episode three of the Lindsay Holder Podcast. Now this one is going to be in a mini episode and you will learn how to reduce the look of hyperpigmentation with and without lasers. All right, so let's begin this. What's that all over your face? It's poo. It is poo. I have a poo face. Yeah, I said it. Did you have a big brownie for lunch, but you missed your mouth and put it all over your face? (laughs) Anyways, no, y'all. Keto brownie. Keto brownie, yeah. It is. By the time this podcast airs, I'll probably be off keto. Anyways. Oh, I know. I on a big keto kick. I couldn't have one carb for lunch. Yeah, no. Anyway, <laughs> um, get back to my poo face. Yes, we need to talk about this. I have a patch of brown spots on my forehead, and it reminds me of poop, which is why I call it a poo face. But... Is Penelope hosting this episode? <laughs> Ashley's five-year-old. <laughs> no, we, that's all we do. We talk about poop. You know what? Also, I remember when I was little, my mom, I would look at like our grandparents, you know, Nani and Nana, their little hands and stuff. I'd be like, mom, what are those brown spots? My mom would call them liver spots. So I remember, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I started seeing this stuff on my forehead, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have liver spots and I seriously hate them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that... As your sister has educated you as an esthetician, you know, obviously that is called hyperpigmentation, the professional term, which a lot of people know that, that that's the main term. And a lot of people suffer from this. So you're not alone. I even suffer slightly from it. I have a little bit on my forehead that I'm getting rid of right now. So it's a constant maintenance. And I'll tell you. I had an issue, I'll tell you in just a minute, that an issue I had to deal with and treat not too long ago. But what it really does, it keeps you from having that coveted, even skin tone and can make you look a lot older than you actually are. So a lot of my clients want to have that, you know, that bright, luminous, and even skin tone. I mean, that's what I want. That's my goals. So in all seriousness, it is exactly what you said. The uneven facial tone really bothers me. And the only way I can get it even is if I have a tinted moisturizer on. Oh, yeah, that's true. So for me, I had hair removal, which they do use a form of a laser about two years ago. And I just noticed it was a little darker on my bikini line after I had it done. And I thought, you know, no big deal. It'll just go away on its yeah, own. With my poo face. <laughs> it just go away. It'll just go on its own. But then it just got worse and worse. Like, now we're going into over two and a half years. And I was like, okay, I was like, this is getting really bad. And I just knew like I had to take care of it. And then, you know, Jeff, my husband, when he's starting to ask, what's that dark patch on your upper inner thigh? Yeah. What's that when he starts to notice oh, something? Yeah. Cause I even get an airbrush tan and he doesn't even notice. But when he starts to notice, what's that patch? I was like, I've got to really look into that. So anyway, I went back to the it was actually a plastic surgeon's office I went to, but they, you know, do laser there. So I went back to the center and we were going to set up a time to actually do lay another laser on top of that to remove it. But for one month, I was putting on a combination of a retinoid and hydroquinone. And yes, it was really red and irritated while I was doing it, but took it right away. And like three weeks later, I didn't have to do laser. And I know that hydroquinone is a controversial topical ointment. So, you know, keep that in mind. But I did combine that with the retinoid and it did. It's gone. What drawer upstairs (laughs) do 
need to go. Some that. That's fun. Actually, but believe it or not, I keep it in the fridge. Really? So you definitely wouldn't be found it. So drawer number two. <laughs> <laughs> Let me watch you go in that Don't scavenger hut. That fridge. Anyways, no. I, Seriously, that, I have a good fridge. <laughs> that does make me feel better that it's not just me and this is something that you get a lot of people come into your spa about that. So to get a more professional and a more educated information about this, what is hyperpigmentation? I just know that it's just all over my face because I suffer from melasma because whenever I go to a dermatologist or when I've seen you, you're always saying melasma, but I just want you to go into a little bit more detail for people that... Like what hyperpigmentation is? Yeah. yeah. Well, basically it's just where patches of the skin are darker than the surrounding areas. It's caused by an overproduction of melanin. Melanin is, well, it's just a fancy word for darker pigments of skin color. Okay. So the melanin can be overproduced due to really a variety of reasons. It can like sun exposure or hormonal changes, et cetera. But this is why everyone everywhere is just always reminding adults and children, wear your sunscreen, get that hat on, wear your hat and your sunscreen. So you are correct in that melasma is a form of hyperpigmentation. So that is, you know, that's definitely very common. All right, so speaking of common, what are some common ways that hyperpigmentation can occur? That's a great question. There are definitely multiple reasons it can occur, so it's not just one. I would say the number one reason that I see in my clinic is, or the spa, I should say, is hormones that fluctuate but you that's the most common but you can also see it with like acne you know acne scarring sun exposure of course medication side effects if you're on a birth control pill that can definitely be a side effect of that any kind of injury or like skin inflammation cuts burns lupus and again that acne so it really can occur anywhere on the body but most of my clients are concerned with it on their face you know their neck decollete hands anywhere that you obviously can see present pretty easily it's harmless so that's good but we all just prefer not to have it i mean i don't want it no i don't want it either and i'm glad you mentioned hormones because i remember when i received it when i was pregnant with my first child and then also again with my second child but i remember they called it the mask of pregnancy but i called it a brown mustache because (laughs) Y'all, seriously, I basically looked like I had a brown mustache. Oh, I remember. With with brown cheeks. I mean, it was so, it was awful, and it was just depressing. But, Lindsay, I'm seriously so, I remember at that moment when you were helping me with my face, I was like, I am so thankful that Lindsay is an esthetician because you were able to drastically remove the brown patches off my face, and that did so much for my confidence. It really helped me, and I really do appreciate that. Thank you. By the way, Ashley regularly schedules her facials with me oh, every month. Every time I pop up my calendar, there you are. Oh, <laughs> Which schedule myself a, a deluxe <laughs> hydrofacial. <laughs> no, I'm glad to do it. No, you're welcome. And of course, that's one of the reasons why I am an esthetician. I love being able to give my clients back that confidence. And that's just so important to me. For you, we actually did... Like you said, we did a series of peels on your face, and basically we're just removing those layers. And hyperpigmentation can definitely be contributed to that hormonal. And that's what you had because your body basically produces an over amount of melanin. Okay. We did this after you stopped breastfeeding. Right. And when your hormones, they leveled out a bit. Now, once you have it, 
the hyperpigmentation, like as you've noticed, we did, we're able to stop it and then it creeps back in. So generally you need to manage it for the rest of your life. I know that you're experiencing that too, like it's coming back a little bit. So we just have to gradually, as you see those little spots pop up, you just, you know, take care of them as they come up. Okay. A few things to not make it worse is... You always hear wear SPF. Oh, yeah. And a hat. You're always like SPF, reapply, blah, blah, blah. Yes, Got exactly. It. And there's a reason for that. So most people I see outside or at the pool or the beach or whatever, they're not wearing a brim that's wide enough. Like Don't it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley has definitely got that covered. Watch out. You will see her in the pool. <laughs> oh, uh, Lizzie, like, we just went to Lizzie's pool this summer with the kids to just do it. You know, something different instead of always going to my pool. And Lizzie, I put on my hat and I thought that she you was mean- proud of me because, you know, she's an esthetician. <laughs> and Lizzie's like this. Oh, my God. I hope we don't see anybody. I oh, said, wear God. a hat. Don't wear the pool umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> It is pretty funny. I think you have a good brim. I think we just need to have it in a better style. Got it. Yeah. So maybe not like a, we're not going on a safari, but more we're going to the pool. But no, seriously, I never leave home without sunscreen. You're really good about that. Thank you. And I'm not saying that I'm really good about rubbing it in, but I never leave home without sunscreen. And yes, always wear a hat to the pool. Or if I'm out walking, I'm going to wear a hat. But you know what? I'm confused because I'm wearing the hat. I'm wearing the sunscreen. And your rash guard. And my rash guard. That's right. So by the end of the summer, my face still has dark patches over it. So I'm just confused. I'm doing all the right things. What's going on? Well, that's because it's heat activated. So when the summer ends, your patches will stop getting dark and spreading. So you'll just notice that the heat, yeah, they're activated. So it brings them out. And then the cooler months, it starts to die down and it reduces them a little bit. And actually, that's the perfect time to treat it. You really want in the cooler months, the fall and the winter months, this is the time to reduce that pigmentation and start to lighten them. So I love pills for this. So they are really just your best friend. And that's when my marketing goes into full effect. Free spot owners out there during the fall is to really promote your pills because your clients are going to see amazing results. And then you're all ready for the holidays, right. you know, oh, so you yes. have that time to get ready for the holidays. Definitely go to your local esthetician. So don't try to do it yourself. I would recommend that she can put you on a peel program. Okay. And then she will also, along with the peels or whatever treatment she decides, then you're going to want to use a cream or serum to help lighten those spots at home so it is a combination of professional care yes at home care yes absolutely you agree that I mean we do I see on Instagram and everything self-care 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 so it actually is poo care poo care poo care (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is super important because it's like going to see a trainer but you got to also exercise at home right 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 and by the way, it is really annoying with an esthetician. She gives you your like skin script, right. which is like, hey, do this, do that. And you're just, you're not doing it. And she's like, ah, I'm oh, trying to help you. A lot of people are like, oh, it's just a sales pitch. I really don't need to do this stuff. But working in the spa, I'm like, y'all, it's not a sales pitch. You've got to do this stuff. You've got to do your cleanser, your toner, your blah, blah, blah. It really makes a huge difference. And I'm glad you pointed that out. Yes. Of course, there's sales involved. They would prefer you to purchase the item at the spa, the one that they recommend. Yeah, and it supports your local spa, but it also contains better ingredients. Right. But the products that they are recommending are definitely there to help your skin. So just trust your esthetician. And if you don't, find one that you trust. All right. So, all right. So talk to me about 
ingredients that can lighten my skin because I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing or if I don't know I want to be able to you know be educated and ask my dermatologist or esthetician about these yes and then when they also recommend one of these you'll know what they're talking about you're like oh okay that's right I listen to the Lindsay Holder podcast and I know what this is (laughs) (laughs) exactly so the first one and the most common one Probably would be the retinoid. You're you probably retin A. Yeah, it's a form of retin A. Oh, retinoids. So there's retinoids. I'm like, what's that? Yeah, they come in forms such as retin A. So they're topical creams. They're vitamin A topical creams. Oh, so retin A is a version of a retinoid. Yes, it's a version Got of it. it. Okay. So they come in forms of retin A, tretinoin, which is a generic retin A. You can also get adapalene, also known as different, and the hardest part is pronouncing these, <laughs> and tazeratine. So be cautious when using these as you definitely want to stay out of the sun when using these because it will irritate your skin. Okay. So make sure to stay out of the sun. A bonus of using these miracle creams, as I like to call them, is they also help reduce fine lines and wrinkles. So retinoids are stronger than retinols. So retinols are more suitable for sensitive skin. Just FYI. Oh, I need to get that retinol out, honey. And just go <laughs> in the skin fridge. <laughs> I've got plenty of them. So another one. Have you heard of this one? Kojic acid? No. Well, it's a chemical produced from several types of fungi. Ew. <laughs> It's interesting to know that it's also a byproduct of fermented soy sauce and rice wine. So you will see it sometimes in the food industry. It's used as a natural preservative. The function of the kojic acid is to inhibit the production of melanin. So basically what it does, it just blocks formation, tyrosine, which then prevents melanin production. What? <laughs> you mean what's tyrosine? <laughs> well, that's just an amino acid that's needed to produce melanin. Okay. okay. So also apply this to scars that haven't faded yet to lighten them. It's just, I know it gets, yeah, it gets confusing, but that's just that's a little a tip there. Tip. Yeah. All right. The next one you're going to talk about is my favorite. Wait, wait. It's my favorite too. Okay. <laughs> it's vitamin C. <laughs> vitamin C. You're super antioxidant. This one's great. Great, great, great. Because you can put this on. Well, I love to put it on in the AM before the rest of my makeup because it's basically shielding your face from the sun. So I definitely add that into my skincare regime. I really like that. And this one also inhibits the enzyme tyrosinase is that right i never know how to pronounce that one but it helps to prevent melanin production as well and bonus it has amazing anti-inflammatory anti-aging properties as we all just want to drench ourselves in all day yes i would like to pickle myself in those but regardless i'm so glad that because i bought the vitamin c serum because you had told me ashley you need this you know for all those reasons but it's just all in the little details i wasn't putting it on in the morning I was putting it on at night, and I had mentioned that to you, like, oh, I'm so proud of my nighttime routine, and I would said vitamin C, and you're like, Ashley, you need to do that in the morning. Yes, that is true, and also know this, when it comes out brown, yes. not the form, then most likely it's oxidized, and okay. it's not good anymore, so Got just it. remember that, because mine did that not too long ago, and I was like, oh, and it's it oxidized. Okay, good, so, so you so want to use, use it. it. 
Definitely. Just keep it there on the shelf. There's a shelf life for it. There is. Because I'm a hoarder of my skin products. And sometimes I get scared to use them because I'm like, oh, I just love it so much. And see, that's the thing. I think a lot of people have more skincare in their beauty cabinet than they need. Just use one. And then when you're done with that, then you can switch it up and get another one. I do believe in switching up your products because it's kind of like working out. You want to just keep it fresh and not keep your skin just used to the same old thing. But I like to just keep it like small. So when you're out of one thing, just replace it as you go. Then it doesn't get overwhelming. And you're using all of your products before the shelf life because you don't need that much of a certain product. So a little goes a long way. Oh, no, I totally poured everything. Like I've just got like, I think about 10 different masks, two different toners. I've got issues. You got it. And I get it. It's fun. It's just so fun. And you work at the spa and you have access to all that stuff. I totally get it. But even me, I try to limit myself for that. Uh, that's a good tip. All right, go, moving on to the next one. How do you say it? Hydro... Hydroquinone. There we go. There you go. Right. So that one is also probably the most, another one of the most common enlightening agents. And I know that this one does have a lot of controversy with the side effects and also with the FDA. So just do your own research and make up your own mind about that and how you feel about that. I okay. just wanted to point that's that out. Yeah, I feel like that's fair. But the short version is... Basically, it's a bleaching agent. You can get these in both prescription and non-prescription form. So the non-prescription form is in 2% concentration. And the ones from your like your dermatologist and your doctor that they give you is going to be between 4 and 10%, which can get pretty strong. Okay. Now, I do think that they're better for fair skin versus medium to dark skin tones because you can have the opposite effect and actually darken spots. So just be really, really cautious of that. You obviously want to moisturize really well when using this cream because it will dry out your skin. So it's not for everybody. And there's definitely some other alternatives. But for dry and sensitive skin people, make sure to wear your SPF and, you know, keep those dark spots at bay and just, you know, do a test run with it. So if it's too much, then lay off of it and try something else instead. But definitely watch out for irritation and dryness. And if it's too strong, you may want to use a retinol, which still has the same side effects, but like the side effects last a little less, like that irritation and dryness lasts a little less. Only use these for a limited time. So you don't use these for prolonged use like you would retinol and vitamin C. Like I can always use my vitamin C. And then, so I would say just use for a few months at a time. But as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, like I used mine to treat that area after my laser. I just used mine for three weeks and it took it away. So it really depends on what, you know, works best for your skin. But great news. There's, you know, a lot of alternatives like the vitamin C and retinoid that we talked about. And there's a couple of more that I like. Have you heard of Arbutin? No, I haven't. I actually use that in my hydrofacial treatments. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's a lightning agent. Yep. I really think this is a cool one. And of course, I love the vitamin C as well. But arbutin is a molecule that's extracted from the bearberry plant. So obviously a natural ingredient. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It prevents the formation of melanin, similar to the way the kojic acid does. This one is gentler on the skin and it's less irritation than other skin lightening options as active um, component is released like slower. So you can use this both AM and PM, just FYI. Cool. All right. Give me the last one. Okay. You pr- tried to pronounce that one before Niacinamide. I did. <laughs> Niacinamide. 
Yeah, pretty close. Niacinamide. Yeah, okay. pretty one. Yeah. That one is, that's two major forms of the vitamin B, which is niacin. And I think this is pretty much one of the more like newer ones in the market. Like people are becoming more aware of this one for lightening. It's definitely you'll see this more as like combined with other ingredients. And then you can ask your dermatologist, you would need to ask her to like compound this with other ingredients to use. So you're not going to just find it by itself. Typically, you're going to have it inside a product that would contain it. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. I'm glad you said that. Because yeah. I've been like looking on the shelf and blah, blah, blah. Lindsay don't know what she's talking uh, about. I can't find her now. <laughs> seriously. Okay. Now, you just mentioned dermatologists. Speaking of dermatologists and plastic surgeons, I do want to mention that my brown spots, hyperpigmentation, melasma, whatever you want to call it, it was bothering me. And so I want to talk about lasers. So I went to see a plastic surgeon about that, and they do offer lasers as an option. However, Probably, as you expect, they can be very pricey. Oh, so yeah. I wanted to be specific. So to give you an example, what I was told from this plastic surgeon is that I would need to use, there's a skin cream called Obagi. I would need to use that for one month prior to beginning the laser treatment. That Obagi skin cream was around $100. All right, then I would begin one of three rounds of laser treatments every month, and that would be between four and $500 each month. And then once I completed that, I would need a laser treatment every quarter. So I just want to let you know, I explored that option as well, just to do some research on it. So, you know, that's another option if you decide to go that route. But let's see, what are some, you know, we mentioned earlier about home care, self-care treatments, and then seeing a professional. What are some home self-care treatments that we can do? First of all, the skincare cream is not called Obagi. The line's called Obagi. So usually you typically see those in a dermatologist's office. And just one of the products that, you know, part of that Obagi skincare line would be a lightning lightning cream. Just wanted to preface that when I heard you talk about that. Yes, lasers can be very expensive. They are very effective too. They have great results. I actually really like lasers, but I know how expensive they are. And it's also expensive when most likely it's going to come back in a few years or whenever your body decides. There's no, we don't know when it's going to come back. So I really think that peels are an easy way to go with a, you know, medical or day spa office and, you know, your local esthetician. And then obviously the at-home treatments with your lightning creams. So I know that the own at-home care, they take a little, you got to have patience. They are going to take longer, but hopefully they will lighten some areas. If you feel though, that you're just not getting anywhere with them, then you do need to seek professional help for that. So this series of pills would be what I recommend. But again, definitely do these in the cooler months when you are not in the sun. So you're mainly more inside more and the sun's not as... Okay, you well, know. that's a good point. You even told me, like, I was starting to, you know, pitch a hissy fit, you know, in July, like, oh, Ashley, God, hissy God, fit? Please. What? Ba, 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 ba. And you know what? I remember what you told me. You're like this. Ashley, you are not going to get rid of him right now. You're going to have to let it go. You're going to have to wait it and out. You know what I did? I just let it go. I was like this. I'm going to put my sunscreen on. I'm going to wear my hat. And I'm just going to go and live life. And this is just how it is. And I just had to get over it. Just, yeah. Just, I just relaxed about it. I was like Yeah, this. mustache and all. 
I think also for you, every summer it's getting better. Like we treat it in the fall and winter and it just comes back less in the summer. It yes. does come up a little bit, but then see, even right now it's already gone down just slightly. Yeah. The weather has cooled down and then we'll start our, our serious pills again. I'm excited. I'll All right. Bump now. up that peel when you come see me for the hydrofacial. I will. <laughs> Anyways, okay, y'all, thank you as always for listening, but don't leave yet. Now, one of my favorite parts of the episode. What's for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> I like this part of the episode when I don't have to provide the lunch no, and you I, make I just, it for me. Yeah, thank you. Let's just start <laughs> keeping track. It is Lindsay one, Ashley three. Okay. Because so originally it was oh. one week I make lunch and the next week you make lunch. But honestly, I'm really super busy. So I'm like, can you just make lunch again? Of course, because I am not super busy. I just do nothing. Yeah, you got some time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'm, okay. Settle down, ladies. All right. So today's lunch. <laughs> what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to move away from I think you should ask Penelope and Reeves to help make Aunt Lindsay's lunch. <laughs> so this is for Aunt Lindsay. Help make her lunch. Are you sure you want that? <laughs> Okay, because we want made alcohol kids. all made with love. Oh, made with love. oh that's true. Stuff. I don't. Oh, my goodness. I, y'all, I don't like my kids to help me cook. They're just, yeah, they're just gross. <laughs> they are. They're little babies, but they just their fingers in their mouth and blah blah. Anyways, whatever. Here's what's for lunch. All right. So, as I was saying, I'm trying to move away from processed foods and eat, you know, more whole foods, and also stay away from gluten and wheat and stuff. So, what we did today was we put some ham. Some mozzarella cheese. Primal Kitchen has a really good avocado oil-based mayonnaise. And then we topped that on a everything bagel. I got the everything spice from Trader Joe's. And I made this homemade, it's called a keto bagel. I found it under, it's underneath my Pinterest, Ashley Rankin. And so we did that. And then we did a side of this sausage, kale, and cauliflower pesto mixture with uh, splitting an avocado and then Lindsay had this what tea did you have I today? provided the beverage today okay was that? <laughs> well, that was, it was good what was it again I am a huge coffee drinker and I'm trying to drink tea but you really have to convince me to drink the tea right I do like chai lattes this is a honey turmeric chai tea I loved it and you know what else I it's love? really good I love turmeric and especially if you can find it in creative ways to put in it because it is a strong flavor I love it so much because it's anti-inflammatory. So anything anti-inflammatory, I'm always going to Oh, yeah. Use. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah, well, thank you. If you guys have any suggestions for lunch, submit to us at the show. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's a good idea. All right, we will see you next time. Have a super day.